His perspective was, we'll be successful if we work hard. And my perspective was, well, we don't have an education. We don't have experience. Hossein never thought that starting a business was a bad thing. So he said, listen, you read and write in this language. You need to go and get a book and figure out how to write a business plan. And so that's what I did. For the Marin Council of Chambers, I'm Stephanie Plant. This is We Are One Marin. Today, we sit down with Lee and Hossein Bakhtiari. They've owned City Carpets in East San Rafael for 30 years, and I've actually known them as colleagues and friends for much of that time. Without any higher education when they started, Lee and Hossein used the strong foundation of their marriage to grow their family and their business. They now have a grown family with five children, a bustling store, and a diverse staff of 14. And they still make each other laugh. Join us to hear how they built their business success from the carpet up as we learn how Marin works. Today, I have the pleasure of visiting with Hossein and Lee Bakhtiari, owners of City Carpets. Tell us a little bit about your business, and I'm going to start with the boss. Yes, Lee's title please. is president, and yours is vice president. <laughs> okay, well, we are a family-owned business. We've been in business for 30 years. We're a full-service carpet and flooring store, so anything you need for your home, we've got it. I think we started this business when I was still pregnant with our first son. Hossein came home one day and said, we have to start our own business. He'd been working at another carpet store for his family, and because he wasn't educated here, they weren't willing to promote him. And Hossein, was that your family business, the previous business, or someone else's family business? First of all, thank you very much for this, and everybody who's noticing small businesses and put them in the map. Uh, I used to have a mechanic shop in Mill Valley, and it was a month-to-month base rent through Exxon Station, Exxon Corporations, and they decided to send, sell the land to a place which is now its Ferrari dealer. And I was out of a job, and I got a call from my sister who lives in New Jersey. We open a store in San Jose. Do you mind if you check it out? Because we don't know what we bought. And I said, sure, I'm not doing anything. And I start traveling from here to San Jose. Next thing I know, I'm watching the stores for these people go to do measurements, to do jobs and stuff like this. I'm selling products and I find out I'm good at it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if we come to a point, I start working there for a couple of years as a carpet salesman. And I offered them, let's open a place in San Rafael, in which was this location. And I was supposed to open it and run it, and things didn't work out the way I wanted. I decided to move on. After a few months, I, was le- I left the company, and this place got emptied. Basically, they closed it down. And that was the time I asked Lee, let's open our own opportunities, we can start our business. And that's rest of them, it's history. I had a long black hair, now <laughs> they're all white. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you if the marriage came first or the business ownership with the two of you. Uh, marriage came first. Smart man. Yeah. I think that's that the only thing we did in order. We got married first. (laughs) Everything else was done backwards. (laughs) I think I had the business in mind, but I didn't have a partner who can lift that ideas up. And that's why she was the candidate. I got married. (laughs) That's a nice way to describe your partner, that she can lift the ideas up. Tell us about some of the ideas you've lifted up, Lee. Um, I think in the beginning, you know, interestingly, I had family in the flooring industry also. 
but I wasn't really involved. And so I had a retail background from Macy's and Nordstrom. And what I brought to the business was obviously the the fashion part. When I first came in, you know, we had set up a bunch of displays and we had a bunch of carpet samples. And it turns out they were all pretty much the same, right? They were just beige, cut pile carpet after cut pile carpet. And when I came in, I brought kind of my fashion sense and what, you know, females like to look at. Mm. And that came naturally. Um, and then I brought kind of the business background. Hossein's really good at sales and he loves to help customers and he loves to make people's home dreams come true. I like to make sure the business end makes sense as well. Yeah, you kind of have to make sure the bottom line comes out okay at the end of the night, right? Yeah. Let's talk about your employees. How many staff members are there here? So we are a group of 14 and we're super culturally diverse, which I'm very, very proud of. I mean, first of all, I'm half Chinese, half Caucasian. Hossein is Iranian. We have staff from Central America. We have staff from Asia. We have multicultural, multi-generational employees, and it's like a family at work. Believe it or not, we have one guy who's white. <laughs> Has that been, have you sought that out in a purposeful way? No, that just kind of happened organically, which is also really neat. You know, we didn't look at it like, hey, you know, we need to hire somebody from a different culture. No, we all just kind of gravitated towards each other. And um, we all are very appreciative of each other's backgrounds and we celebrate it. And that's really what we're trying to do right here with our podcast is to celebrate the diversity that we have in the county. Absolutely. You two bring such an interesting balance. I'm interested in, in that perspective because, Lee, I know you grew up here, as did I. We're both Marin County natives, and Hossein, you did not. So it's really interesting to have a partner and a husband from another country because his perspective is so different. Hossein never thought that starting a business was a bad thing. His perspective was, we'll be successful if we work hard. And my perspective was, well, we don't have an education at the time. Neither one of us had graduated from college. We don't have experience. You know, I was kind of looking at it from a different perspective. And so he said, listen, you read and write in this language. You need to go and get a book and figure out how to write a business plan. And so that's what I did. I went down to Borders, got a couple books, wrote a business plan and um, presented it to the landlord who accepted our offer. Hmm. And he was somebody that had been in real estate for a really long time, but he saw that we were really hardworking and we had a dream and a passion. That's how we were lucky enough to get started. Somebody gave us an opportunity and Hossein never worried about, well, I guess we really had nothing to lose at the time. We were newlyweds, living in an apartment with a new baby. So there wasn't a lot at risk, right? So we were going to give it our best shot. And here we are 30 years down the road. We've been really, really fortunate and very successful. I remember when I start talking about business, she was all nervous and worried about. And I said, okay, after a couple of hours of conversation, I said, what are we going to lose? Tell me what we're going to lose. There's nothing we're going to lose. We're going to just try something new. And if we don't, we start something, some other things to do. You don't just own a carpet store, right? You own a shopping center? Yes, we do. Before becoming a shopping center owners, we were tenants, and all we want for our tenants, same thing we were wishing that our landlord would have done for us. Wait a minute. Didn't we learn this from Stephanie's grandfather? Yes. I'm pretty sure he yes. gave us some tips very early yeah, on about investing in yeah, real estate. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he, he was a good role model. He, he, told, he called me in the office. He says, what do you want to do with all this money? 
I said, what money? I don't have no money. That's because he was paying you yeah, to put carpet Yeah, exactly. In. I said, you're talking about the money you're giving to me? He goes, no, probably you have 100 like me. And he goes, money is just for counting it. Every day you count it, it's two or two, two or $3 short. <laughs> you better to put it in some real estate or something. And that motivated us. And actually, it was another gentleman who was at the time, Fakhazadeh, who was like 80. I told him the story. This man is keep telling me, buy a building, and he doesn't give me money to buy a building. <laughs> he goes, why don't you try buy it with no money? <laughs> And that was when we saw there was a landlord had issues with the financials and they came to us and we grabbed the ideas to buy it from them. And little by little we added to That's it. not exactly how it went. Our landlord was an older widower. She wanted to retire. And so she wanted to sell this whole building and somebody wanted to develop it into a medical facility. No, after after that happened, before uh, before she was she came in Work once to once to us to <laughs> Oh, now she's about to whack him on the side of the head with a with yeah. a notepad. Yeah. I, I might be older, but I didn't lose my marble. <laughs> <laughs> I think I deserve a, an award for working with my husband all these years. You do. I, I'm sure there's one in here somewhere. We'll, we'll get you one. <laughs> well, uh, when you work with your wife, you have to know staplers can fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I have really bad aim. <laughs> I do recall my grandfather, you know, used to own the land down the street that was landfill and began to redevelop it over the years. He and I worked together for a number of years and my mom before me. In that time, he had a lot of life lessons. One of the mainstays, I would say, of his philosophy was to invest and so that your money was working for you to build something for your family instead of paying rent. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. you heard him. Oh, yeah. I think Hossein got Loud to work with clear. Martin more. Yeah. And at first I thought he's thinking I'm charging him too much. Well, he probably thought that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I took it positive way. He's been in the business whole his whole life, and he's probably 30 years older than me. What he's saying, I'm going to say to somebody else in 30 years from now, I better listen. And that's, that's motivated me. Hossein, what have you learned about doing business in the United States? Before I came to this country, I've been in a few different countries to get a sense of where I want to land and stay after the revolution of Iran. And when I got to United States, I see people really work hard. And they want to work hard, and they get ahead. And there is a lot of appreciation for the hardworking peoples in this country. And that motivates me to not be lazy, get out there show yourself and get to what you have to do every day. Don't leave it for manana. <laughs> Just do it today. That's all it takes. When we were looking for location and I was told this is too big, too expensive, you should look for something smaller and started little. I said, if I have a dream, it's going to be a big business for me. I should start it big. And you might you might get to the point it's too much, but reward is really good. We all work for our families, our retirements, our better life. And this was the reason I basically, I can say, I did not put enough time for the family, but I put a lot of time for the business to lift it up. Hossein's super humble, though, because he served in the army in Iran. And prior to that, he was always entrepreneurial. 
He had his own trucking company with a partner. He's always known how to make money and to hustle. So even without an education, he's done really well for himself. And he has an innate sense of business that you can't even learn in school. I had the opportunity to go back to school and get my undergrad and graduate degrees from Dominican University. And there are things that you learn there that are book-wise, right? But then there's things that I talked to Hossein and he just has a knowledge and he can crunch numbers and make things make sense faster than I can. And, and I've been taught, right, the right way to do it. So it's really interesting. And I think people from his country or people from other countries in general have a different way of doing business. And they see so much opportunity here in the United States. If they're not educated, if they're not doctors, lawyers, engineers, then they're damn sure going to be an entrepreneur of some type. And they're going to find a way to make money and to feed their family. And that's the kind of stuff you can't learn in school. It seems like it's the difference between street smarts and book smarts. Yes. And is on a long list of, I think, the ways you two seem to complement each other, right? I mean, you, Hossein, seem to know who the boss is, and it's not you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, put it this way. If you look at the magnet, nature of magnet, two positive never grab to each other. That's right. Has to be a negative and positive to hold to each other. Who's well, the negative? Um, Who's the positive? Well, <laughs> That's probably uh, allowed to I, shift on any given day. Thanks, Stephanie. Uh, I, <laughs> Good I, out. I, I can say probably we, we could change that rule of magnet. Mm. We're both positive. <laughs> but we grab to each other. <laughs> when we talked about doing this interview, I mentioned it to Lee, and she said, I'd rather talk about my staff and my employees. And I said, and Hossein would rather talk about himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How are you finding it to do business in Moran over a three-decade period? I've always found the community to be very welcoming to us, and we've been super fortunate, and we haven't really experienced a lot of the roadblocks that you might assume you would experience being uh, inexperienced in business. We feel such a sense of community just having been here for so long. We're supposed to, as a business owners, appreciate the business we get from the people of Marine. They appreciate us more than we appreciate what they are paying us. Coming from many different countries, from nothing to here, and you see the difference. People really appreciate what they have and what they can offer. You cannot buy that. It's, it's a great place to be. It's paradise. That's wonderful to hear. Have you felt any roadblocks or any hurdles that you've had to overcome? Well, I think our experience and our lessons and our success comes from some of those roadblocks. I don't think me and Lee, we ever took it as a negative, and we both tried to work it out. And without going to the college and learning these things, mm-hmm. it's priceless. So one baby at the beginning of this business, now you have five children, right? Five children and two grandkids and a daughter-in-law. Congratulations. Thanks. And do any of those children of yours, are they either interested in this business or perhaps feel pressure to come into the family business? Well, three of them worked for us while they were going through college. So that was one thing that we were able to provide for the kids and to make them aware that it was very important to get an education. So they worked here while they were going through school. And I think now that they've graduated and they're working in their own fields we'd be really hopeful and fortunate if they ever came back but I I I don't really see that happening I think the experience of the kids they would be interested to do business get to this business I think you have experienced that before too and while they work with us and so we are not same people or at home 
they want to stay away from these aggravations and stress and all that stuff. If it was one of us in the business, probably they would be more comfortable. Both of us in the same office, in a small <laughs> office, and the kids comes in, they don't want to take sight. <laughs> and they don't want to talk about why they got in late last night, perhaps, when yeah. they're at work the next yeah. day, right? Yeah, we know where you were yesterday. <laughs> yeah. As you mentioned, Hossein, I do also uh, run a family business and... I think any business brings challenges and we all have that work-life balance that I assume, at least a struggle for me, I think it's a struggle for most of us. I can see where if you were both in it, it really is extra. Extra, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. But, you know, it's there is a, that has the most successful, I think, if the families are connected, helping each other on the same thing. It's because you can give out a little bit extra efforts to work it out. If it's not family, you might walk away and find another job to do. Mm -hmm. Speaking of connected, you two have uh, had an opportunity uh, over the years, decades, frankly, that you've been here to become pretty connected in the community. Can you walk us through a little bit of how that evolved? You go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So I think very early on, we became members of the Chamber of Commerce because we felt like they would be good advocates for small business owners. And we had so much to learn and we were looking for connections within the community. And I very early on became part of the women of industry, which today that's what it's called. Back then it was women of business. And I had so many great role models like Kit Cole, right? Mm -hmm. Who had their own businesses and their kids. And, you know, you were talking about how difficult it is to have a small business or a family owned business when you have children and a family. But what better industry could you be in to be able to spend time with your kids, right? Having my own business meant that I could make my own hours and I could be there for the school performances and I could be the team mom and I could travel with my kids on the weekends. So having a family owned business gave us a lot of opportunities also. So, yes, the flexibility is uh, certainly the sweet of anything that might be bittersweet, I would say. Right, yeah. Becoming connected with the community started with the chamber and has grown into, you know, we've sat on numerous boards for schools and sponsored, you know, local sports teams. And I'm a director for the chamber now and sit on a number of committees like the East San Rafael Working Group and the DEI Task Force. So these are all things that are near and dear to my heart. And we try to give back in that manner. Um, And then Carpet One, on top of all of that, does some really wonderful things in the community. Uh, We build homes, smart homes for our catastrophically wounded service people. This was all a result of 9-11 trying to find a way to bring our group into helping the community. That's really amazing that you're able to to give back. I think sometimes we get so busy in our own work lives that it's hard to find that time. Absolutely. And because we're in the home furnishings industry and, you know, we have the opportunity to see all these beautiful homes in Marin, you know, certainly giving back to people experiencing homelessness has been key for us. So we try to give back to those people as well. We donate stuff here and there and you see the smile and the, and you feel like you are part of this community and you have to do much more. You're both generous and big-hearted, I'd say, in your work community and in your home life. I believe one of your five children is, is adopted. Is that correct? Our oldest son, yes. He was 14. He was uh, the son of one of our very good friends. It wasn't something we thought about. It was something that kind of fell into our lap. 
Um, this child came into our lives and started spending time with me at home, and he didn't know how to explain to his friends who we were. So he started saying, well, can't get together with you this weekend because I'm going to be with my mom. And we had two kids at the time, and they just absolutely adored him and looked up to him. And we would play video games, and he would come with us to Costco. And then, you know, next thing I know, we're going skiing together, and he's coming on family trips. And then we had two more kids, and all they ever knew was that that was their brother. So we never formally adopted him, but he's as much our son as any of our other kids. He's been a mentor and more than just a big brother to his other siblings. And he's just a wonderful person. We're so lucky to have him. Those are, I mean, it sounds simple when you say it in a way, but it almost makes a tear come to my eye because it's the kind of lesson that we only can hope that we can teach our our children and our and our neighbors frankly but it's a beautiful thing what a gift thank you all the way around uh, we are grateful for all of our businesses um, and specifically grateful for the two of you and city carpets on francisco boulevard in east san rafael thank you thank yeah. you both. thank you very much we are at 555 <laughs> east francisco boulevard we've been here 32 years if you're not here don't make us wait any longer We'll see you soon. Thank you. See, there we go. Hossein, we'll come back and, and check in on you, and we'll give you another chance at the microphone. Oh, yeah. I just want to keep this one. Don't okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens before. Uh, I hope, yeah, now he has a I hope your, uh, your audience is going to listen to this. <laughs> well, they might give you a few minutes. Thank you both again Thank very you. much. Thanks. <laughs> If you want to join the conversation or make suggestions, reach us at weareonemarin.com. And Hossein doesn't really need our help, but in case you missed it, find the Bakhtiaris online at city-carpets.com. The Marin Community Foundation generously sponsors this podcast. Our theme music is performed by a student at Enriching Lives Through Music. Elm is in San Rafael's Canal neighborhood. Finally, a reminder to support diverse local businesses and shop Marin. Marin.